everybody. Welcome to a spooky movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilberton, and who's with me tonight? Oh, I don't know. Tiffany Alberton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bill Tucker. We have to really figure out who's going to talk first. I'm assuming Tiff is the new uh, the new Michael, so... I forgot I to say something. <laughs> Normally, I, like, lately I've been good about it, but I forgot this time. I was I, like, oh, it's my turn. <laughs> I'm still adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> So this is my pick. This is something that I've been trying to cover on the show for, I want to say, two years. I've been trying to get people to do this with me, and it hasn't worked out very well. We are covering the 2002 Resident Evil film directed and written by Paul W.S. Anderson. Because, yeah. His good old Paul. Movie. Yeah, good old Paul W.S. Oh, okay. He doesn't make great movies usually. No, he's, he's not an acclaimed director. <laughs> he's, uh, well, he makes a lot of movies, but I do recognize his picture, though. Oh, oh, really? That's weird. <laughs> oh, he wasn't married to Milo yet until 2009. <laughs> he was. He started dating her. So there's a whole thing. My wife is explaining a lot of the uh, the dirt behind it because evidently Milo was like dating somebody at the time. Then she started messing around with Paul W S and. Evidently, it was a whole thing. But yeah, he, they started dating um, right after this movie. And uh, as you can tell from one of the first scenes, he's got a thing for her. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll address that uh, in a bit. Mike, did you enjoy this movie this time around? I still did. So okay. I have a, a funny story with this because I was in middle school, I think eighth grade when this movie came out. And I <laughs> and I was terrified. Of, I, I didn't like movies like I, I didn't like horror. And I remember I loved Resident Evil. You know, I couldn't play the game back then at this time. And <laughs> I wa- him too. <laughs> I did. Yes. And I wanted to see this movie and I never did see it in theaters. I was too scared to see it in theaters. <laughs> but I remember seeing the trailers. I remember being like, oh, man, I, I want to see this. But it couldn't it couldn't happen. It wasn't until it came out in VHS that I went and watched it at some point. You didn't want to be embarrassed in front of your friends. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> Movie still freaks me out, though. I, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit before, and, and Tiff was saying how this is not really a horror movie. And I tend to agree. Um, it's got some jump scares. It tries. I say it's a suspense thriller. Yeah, it's an action thriller yeah. with very minimal action. <laughs> but again, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. I disagree, but OK, we'll go with that. He's scared of zombies. It's OK. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this movie, but this movie actually freaks me out. Is that why you didn't sleep last night? You had nightmares? No, I was about the job, but oh, okay. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't know. This movie just, it, it just freaks me out. I mean, I just, I don't do well with any type of horror movie in general, even though I know this is more action than horror, but still horror to me. There's some scary stuff in it, right? Actually, this movie, and I'll talk about it a little later, I have a note on it, was initially almost NC-17. And Mr. Anderson had to, like, cut some stuff out. And I can tell exactly where these things right? Yeah. There's one in particular where I know it was cut. And I was, I'll, I'll explain it in a sec, you know, when we get there. So this was actually supposed to be more gruesome. And I'm glad it's R, because you can't do a Resident Evil film that's R. Are any of the other ones PG-13? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they all are R-rated movies. Okay, good. good. Because they all, they all are pretty violent. I've never seen the last one. But from what everything I've seen, they, they're pretty violent movies. They are not... <laughs> They keep this up. I mean, the second one is also pretty violent and pretty good. And then the third one is garbage. But then it, it gets weird after that. The fourth one is when they love 3D. And you can tell it was a 3D movie during that time. Oh, boy. Oh, no. That's... <laughs> I only got into the first one. so I've never seen any of these. Yeah, I've never seen any of these. Tiff, what did you think about it this time around? 
I liked it. it. It's not my favorite movie, and definitely, like you said, definitely not a horror movie. But I still, I'd probably watch it again. You will. I will. Oh God! What? <laughs> I don't know. I just put this. I, every every so many years, I rewatch this movie. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I just do. Well, then I won't have to pay as close attention next time. <laughs> Neither will I. <laughs> It'll be a I, while. It'll be on the background while you're, you know, putting up uh, Halloween decorations, maybe or cooking dinner. You just kind of have that on. This is a. I don't know whether this is a good bad movie or a bad average movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think this all evens out to average with elements of bad and then cheesy good. And I'll explain some of the good stuff as we go through and, of course, some of the bad. I was very divided and I walked away from this. I'm like, and mind you, I was actually watching this while doing something else, which I rarely do for this show. But I had to, <laughs> I had, I had to do two things at once last night. So, this is a movie where it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I figured. I, I, yeah, as I said to somebody on the Discord, I was the other Discord I was on. Like, yeah, I gotta go watch Resident Evil now for a podcast I'm recording tomorrow with a friend. And but I'll watch the stream too because yeah, I, I don't think I need to pay that much attention. I think I can just uh, have it in the periphery and get what I need. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's that kind of movie. Especially, I mean, one thing that I was always interested in the movie because I liked the Resident Evil series, but I was always scared of it. And this is kind of based on the first game and the second game, but not it's its own little thing. But it, it tries. Yeah, like that. The whole tram you see, them, that's completely from two. That isn't in, in one there. There is a lab under the mansion, but it's not connected to the city. That's com- something completely different. There's two different labs. I can go on and on about. No, the, okay. Thank you. <laughs> but that's one of the things that, that I thought was interesting. Like the hive is something completely new for this movie. Yeah, I thought so, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's based on stuff from two, but the, the two lab is nowhere near that size. Nor is the one lab. Because they just didn't do that. But I also like how this movie starts off with text just explaining who Umbrella is and how Umbrella has products everywhere. Like I like I I like that. I thought that was cool. It was a cool little intro, I felt. I mean, you need that info dump, right? We can't we we have no time to waste on on developing what Umbrella is evil corporation. Big <laughs> big theme. Theme, a corporation's bad. We get mm. that. Our cop friend gives us that little exhibition dump in about an hour. But <laughs> I just, could they have found a better, like, voiceover guy for that? I'm like, this guy does not sound menacing or serious. I feel like they just grabbed the production assistant off the lot and were like, hey, you need to do me a solid or read these lines real quick? None of these actors, except for Michelle Rodriguez, really, like, they don't even say people's names in this movie. It wasn't. I had like, no idea. Yeah, no idea. They're no. all just, like, nicknames or anything. But they don't even say them. Because I, I was actually kind of paying attention because I knew a little bit. They never say Alice's name, which is Milo Jonovich's character. I'm pretty sure they never say Alice in this movie. No, not once. Because she doesn't have her memory. They don't know who she is. Well, they, they look up her ID. They know exactly yeah. who she is when they get in the building. But they don't say a word. Like, you think in a normal movie, they'd be like, oh, your name is Alice. Not, <laughs> come with us. You'll remember. It's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and they, they evidently know her. That's what's so muddled about this movie is a lot of the characters. They're all very disposable. Um, I will talk about <laughs> how much I love Michelle Rodriguez in this movie. She's so good and fun. How she is in every movie. But <laughs> so much fun. I, I She saves this movie. If it weren't for her, it would really be... Again, we'll get into it as it's really just army guys running around shooting things for 45 <laughs> minutes. That's all it is. So... Um, yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot of that. I, I like that, though, for some reason. Like, I like the fact that how this movie starts off with that. And then you have the it shows the guy, you know, putting the viruses together. And as somebody who loved the video game, I I thought it was so cool to see the virus in those little cases, which I think were already in the game, that style of vial. But then you could it became a bigger thing because of this movie. 
Like I'm someone that actually wants to buy the little vials and have them in have them in a cabinet in my house just because they're neat. Cool. They actually are. <laughs> but I, I like Resident Evil a lot. No, I mean it's and I, I as I wrote my notes, the the grabby guy grabs the grabby robot. Well, it's not a robot. It's a guy in a suit, but. He grabs the unnecessarily complex tubes of blue liquid. <laughs> like, really, yeah. You need to have all that like tubing inside your vial. I mean, like, and again, these are things I'm picking up as I'm doing other things. So <laughs> perhaps that's just me being persnickety. No, I think it's just the movie. I mean, because again, it starts off with the guy who ends up grabbing the vials, throws a vial and breaks it in a room and the room seals right as he's leaving. And I, I like I get the point of why that happens in this movie. But it's like that is so stupid in one aspect. <laughs> I thought it was very dumb as well. Again, obviously it pays off at the end because you decide you realize who that person is. But yeah, Tiff, what'd you what'd you think about that kind of open? I missed that part. I wasn't paying close enough attention. <laughs> As I looked up, I was like, "Wait, what happened?" Well, he just threw a vial and blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh, okay, let's go." Yeah, I didn't stop the movie. <laughs> also, uh, also, I, we 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 skipped over a tradition on the show, which is the title oh. screen. We got it <laughs> yeah, right after the exposition dump of Umbrella. So they have right. to. This is this is not a known entity where you can wait to the end of the movie to give you the title screen. Right. That's right. This is the early two thousands. We weren't doing that yet. Oh, that's more of an MCU thing, I think, too, because you're such an established movies. I, th- I want to say we watched way too many MCU movies, so that's why I keep thinking that's of that. But you guys do. Yes, I know. <laughs> but I I also really like the way it starts off with this movie, where you have you have where he throws that whole scene leading up to what's going to happen, where you have the guy he runs to the guy and spills the guy's coffee on his shirt. He's like you're rude. Which, you know, come back to play later. I, I like that. I like all the people start freaking out and the gas starts coming everywhere. Like, I think that's a really good, like, startup scene to tell you what, you know, foreshadowing where this movie is going. It's also pretty freaky. It freaked me out. Like, when the water starts and they're getting flooded and the guy grabs the axe, he's like, I'm going to. And he hits the window and one little speck of glass comes off and that's it. <laughs> the fortified glass. You know, they screwed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, it's it's, it's pretty much over. moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this. I like this opening actually quite a bit. I like this. This is uh, I'm always here for corporations experimenting on their own people. I really <laughs> do like that trope. So I, in games by like you know, Fallout and vault and Portal and when the corporation is is doing evil things to its own people and messing with them, it's somehow for some reason makes me kind of makes me smile like, oh, that's it's just a fun trope for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three things going on here. You have your elevator. We have the lab. <laughs> the elevator's cool. And like the lab. Elevator. Yeah. And then we have the everyday people on the on the uh, in the hallways. Oh, nobody, were, nobody gets out of this. No, no one gets out of this um, unscathed. And it, just the escalation is actually really good, too, where they're starting to realize, oh, this isn't a fire drill. This is a real thing. Oh, we can't get out. What's going on? This is scary. And it's a very terrifying feeling to be like be trapped, you know, so. Yeah, and they they know they're underground. They know. I mean, even though you can you see the window when they walk by where like, well, look, they're outside, but they know where they are. I mean, they're not yeah. aware that they're working in a, in a giant, you know, hive <laughs> underground. Right. They're aware of that. And like the whole elevator scene when they're in the elevator and you hear the other elevator drop and the people screaming and they like, oh, God, they know they're next. Yeah. Oh. And it's also got that really bad CGI of the of the elevator falling. There's so much bad CGI in this movie. It's actually kind of delicious and fun. It's 2002. But, but it was so cool when we saw it the first time. I get I still think it's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is the first time I've seen this movie, so I mean, I don't have a recollection of the past. But maybe, maybe, maybe it would have been acceptable. Yeah, I'm always down for corporations messing with their employees. 
and then like the elevator scene where she sticks her head out and then it, it stops right before she's about to die and then it goes the other way and still kills her. That oh. I guarantee you was cut. That had to have been a cut thing for, for NC-17 reasons. Because at this point, I'd forgotten if this was PG-13 or R. And I'm now waiting because me, as you know, Mike, I am, mm-hmm. or I, I'm, a, I'm insane. I'm, I'm a crazy person. And so I'm like, oh, she's going to get her head lopped off. This has to happen. Come on. And it goes up and it just cuts as she gets decapitated. And I go, come on. Come on. This can't, this can't be PG-13, can it? Come on. But that makes it's sense. Not. That had to be something they had to cut. It had to be. There's no, there's no way. It, given the provenance of this film and where it goes, this had to have been, it had to have been a cut for, uh, for censorship reasons. You're um, just waiting for it. Like, stop. Go. Stop. No, they just kill her. And then they just kill her. I like the one guy that's like, I gotta get out of here. You always have the one guy. I gotta get out of here. I can't breathe. I mean, the fact that the gas is in the hallways, like you're dead no matter where you I'd are. I'd rather be the people in the hallway. They died right away. Yeah, they did die the, pretty no quick. No suffering, no drowning, no scare. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you fall on an elevator, it would be terrible. Yeah, I'd rather be the people in the hallway. Just start choking and collapse and then yeah, faint. Yeah. You're done. That's basically yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Better than drowning. Yeah. So drowning, as as has been well established, I I hate water. So drowning is literally the most scary thing I can imagine. Just no, no, thank you. And then this is when you get introduced to the main character, and she wakes up in the tub. <laughs> That's what I put in my note. It's a shower. Yeah, I guess yeah. But <laughs> I'm assuming just another scene that was probably cut because you can almost see things that I'm pretty sure would have made it NC-17. So almost even. She had a shower curtain wrapped around her. Yeah, but I feel like this is probably got they were had to cut Very stuff. Very see-through shower curtain. Well, yeah, well, it had to be it had to be a shower because we wouldn't have gotten all the horny. You see, <laughs> if it was a tub, she would have been com- covered by uh, you know porcelain or whatever tubs are made out of. So it had to be a shower. This is like this is obviously the scene, of course, where uh, Paul W S Anderson is is rather horny for Miss Miss Djokovic. <laughs> so, and it's very clear from the very beginning. This is a okay you know i don't know it's unnecessary my first oh, yeah. thought was her hair is not wet but then when you do flashbacks <laughs> it shows that she didn't even like barely turn on the water when the yeah. gas came out but i was like she's taking a shower her hair is not wet <laughs> it was four hours though <laughs> she was passed out for before they came i think no. yeah it's about four hours yeah. Oh, okay. yeah they say later on uh cube guy tells her it was four hours to happen before they got there he said up to four hours no, up to like a month, your memory doesn't come back. No, okay, whatever. I'm Something. not going to argue that point. <laughs> and I, I get a big kick when she starts wandering the mansion because some of those rooms are kind of from the game. Mm-hmm. And that made me really right. smile. No, that's cool. I like they, they, they do that. That's always fun. I mean, it's completely wrong of how how it works in the game. But hey, because also that mansion is not that close to the city. Like it shows you like it's a lot farther than that. Because in the game, the originally the mansion has an outbreak. And people are killing people out in the woods, but it's far, like, it's not close to the city. I forget how many miles, but it's far enough that it doesn't contaminate the city. That's neither here nor there. But I did enjoy seeing that. <laughs> and I also like when the soldiers just bust in. I, I think this is a cool scene. And you see everyone just break in the windows, and they just come in and arrest her real fast, pretty much. She doesn't know her name or what's going on. But they know who she is, but they don't tell her her name. They don't say anything. <laughs> they just say, you work, we work for the same corporation. She's right. bouncing around in this little mini dress. <laughs> Which is the strangest design. I mean, a lot of this well, movie, <laughs> it's the strangest, strangest dress. And I'm actually, because it's on the movie post, and I'm looking at it right now. It's like, a, I don't know who made that. Every, there's a lot of this movie is 
is predicated on the idea that of cool. Like it's just gotta be cool. <laughs> and cool before cool before sense or sensibility or plot reasons or anything else. No, 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 no. It's just cool. I like heard dress not even from the game, I don't think. No. Like if you wake up with no memory, like, okay, I gotta figure things out, your first thought is to put on this mini dress and some boots and go explore an unknown place. Because so, the dress was out. It was out. It was out for her and she was naked. She might go walk she can't walk around in like a sheet all all you know, in her satin sheet that barely clings to her body. She can't do that. Why not? I mean you get I more watches probably. <laughs> you also get N C seventeen that way. Um. I don't know. I, it's funny. I had a, when I see the mansion, I I had thoughts of like Tomb Raider, and I was waiting for a butler to come walking in, like all shaky. I don't know. That was, <laughs> I don't know. That was the first thing that came to my brain. <sighs> I don't know. I just get a kick out of how when the guards come in and they all and they take off their masks right away because part of this they're supposed to be Umbrella always has a special forces which is introduced in the second game that comes in when there is a spill or there is an accident and they their jobs kill everyone. So I like seeing them. That's what the, that's what the mass and everything was from. We don't get the famous characters or the one famous character from Resident Evil 2, Hunk. But we get exposable people who don't even make it more than half an hour in this movie. Some of them. His name is Hunk. Yes. Oh, is he a hunk? Nah, he's a little guy. Oh. <laughs> I also got a big kick out of the train. Like when they go down to the train and they're getting it set up. Because, again, that's a reference to the, the game where you have a train in the second game that takes you down to the lab and gets you out of the lab in the very end. So I got a kick out of that, even though it's not connected to the mansion. It's not how this works, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I did have a question though. When they when they when they're on the train, the train's running. All of a sudden, they open the door, and the guy's just clinging to the door. If you were passed out from nerve gas, I don't think you'd be clinging to the door. I think he would have been flown off the door and flying, you know, and been dead. Right, but oh, yeah. then we wouldn't have introduced one of our main characters. So yeah. that, that would have been okay he was though. Bad guy. He didn't. He didn't meet him. Umbrella's a bad guy, but yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I just want to go back real. I'm sorry. I just want to go back to the when that first train because we're starting to get introduced to our characters that we never know their names. So again, I just put their face descriptions like computer computer guy and I don't know. I, I forgot what I have now. But there's a moment there when Michelle Rodriguez, who again is just a, a delight in this movie, she's really great. Uh, she goes down to fix the train, which really just involves her plugging it back in to something. It's like, oh, that was that was straightforward. But does offer yeah. The vent is chewed up too. Yeah, that's cool. And he's he does a pretty good job with with introducing these kind of suspenseful suspenseful elements. One of the first of our many 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 jump scares. There was one before that in the our, our little jumps, you know, and fake outs. So, of which there are a lot of in this movie. Yes, and they still freak me out, <laughs> even though I knew they were coming. Oh, I like when the people in the lab, the lady wakes up and puts her hand. I don't. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Oh, the underwater when she's yeah. Uh, when they haven't opened the doors yet, and they're just looking at the dead bodies floating. When they yeah. walk away, the lady's eyes pop open. <laughs> it's a good one, and it's funny. I was thinking, I saw that scene. That's it. Jump too far ahead. I'm watching it, going, "Oh, I know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Wait for it. Uh-huh. Wait for <laughs> I it." I said that too. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's neat. It, it is because it. I like how this, the beginning of this movie is so slow too, in a way, like just building up what's coming. Like you're getting the team together of these random people that they don't even have names. Like, one guy's named J.D. I don't know the other guy who almost lived to the end. Michelle Rodriguez's character's name, Rain. I only know that because she says it in the very end of this movie. Like, you, they, none of the people matter. And like, yes, but I the get team it. The leader guy, the black guy, I call him team leader. But I don't think he even said his name. <laughs> oh. We had subtitles, so I could see if they say his name. They never say his name. I just call him Cube Guy now. Cube Oh. <laughs> 
That's yeah, his name I, now. I don't remember what I put them down as, but they are very disposable. And as we're going to find out in about 20 minutes, they mostly all are just gone. <laughs> now you Wait, it doesn't start take long. No, it just, does like, not. This is also when you see the entrance of the hive and you get the whole backstory about the hive and the mansion and how you work here and we're special lab and people live down there and I don't know where the hell they live. But it, I thought that was, you know, you have to get your you know stuff in so people know what's going on real fast and i think they do a good job of doing it entertaining where it's like i was okay i was i was invested is this the scene where we get our our, our mini map from the video game we're kind of like yes yeah okay i love that uh, scene by the way but that's <laughs> the video game in me is like oh yeah you know the gamer in me sees that and i get all excited I, I, as as the film person, I look at that and say, oh, you didn't want to film a transition from this scene to the next. So we'll just <laughs> shove this in here whenever we just don't feel like shooting something. Yeah, you're, you know, that's probably what it was. <laughs> that makes more sense. And I don't think he was trying to appeal to the gamers. I think he probably was just trying to fill a scene. But it worked. He's trying to save some money. Let's be honest. He had a budget. Yeah, $33 million was his budget for this movie. What did it gross? 100 oh. But it made money. That's why we got oh, five it, it did well. Yeah, it did well. And this is when you have them going down the stairs and they start talking about the Red Queen and how the Red Queen is this computer that shut down for some reason. And I don't know if they said that she killed everybody or they don't know yet. I can't remember. They, I, yeah, the Red Queen's a pretty neat concept. Again, I love like rogue eyes are always pretty great. <laughs> but all this thing we're talking, you know, we're, as they're progressing through the, the video game levels, you know, with all the barrels to hide behind and all the cover, you know, Gears of War style. I do like the idea, the fact of the Red Queen constantly tracking them, like obviously looking at them and, and seeing what they're doing. I think that's a really cool uh, concept. Oh, where all the cameras keep moving to focus on them. Yeah, that that because to me that would be I would be shooting the cameras out if I were them. But she would still know where you. Were. Yeah, but the, yeah. the well, I mean, the the me would have been like, I don't like that. I don't like <laughs> I don't like being watched like that. That I would don't bother think me. They notice it though. Probably not. I would. And I'm not a special forces. I just watch cameras. I keep track of cameras. Eh, I wouldn't go that far, but I keep track of cameras. We'll say that. (laughs) But this is also when she, uh, Myla, because I I don't don't say her name. She touches the other guy, the villain, and then she remembers they had sex. They have a little scene. He's like, did you remember anything? No, nothing. Did you? <laughs> Did you just remember we had sex? Again, that scene didn't. I mean, it, it makes sense because it make you know you have the picture where she's seeing that he was her husband, her fake husband, and all that crap. It's, it's so it's so tangential to like the the actual plot. It's important, but that we're 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 bombarded with so much cool, you know, and so much jump scare and so much everything else that a lot of this story that's the actual driving force of the plot gets really lost in this, and it's extremely straightforward. I mean, it. Could not be simpler, this yeah. plot. <laughs> like mean, when we just talked about, this is the spot with the yacht where she opens her eyes, they walk by the flooded rooms. No, I don't think that's it. I think that's later. It's, no, I might know. Yeah, it's right here. Oh, no, you're right. It is. Sorry, you're right. Oh, you're good. This movie just blows past. Like, you don't even, like, it's just, because this is the part where everything's still kind of leading up. Everybody's still alive. There's no action happening. This is where the, I guess, they're building, they're trying to build the suspense to the giant action movie that's about to happen soon. <laughs> This is when they find out they can't go through the main hall because everything's flooded and they have to go through the dining room. And it's not really a dining room. It's a room full of cases. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah. Which to me, I get it because it's, you know, they're feeding experiments is how I, you know, but. What are they feeding those? They weren't. That's not in the games. Oh, well, we (laughs) need something. the brains, like all the brains that are with needles in them that I smiled and clapped at. <laughs> the liquors are from the game, but they don't work the way they work in this movie. The liquors also aren't that big and aren't that strong. No, 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 no. 
They also are the size of regular people. <laughs> so, oh, and I, I think that's, and then I got confused in this scene because they're in the, they're in the here and all of a sudden they go to the computer room. I'm like, where's Michelle and the other guy? And where's the fake cop? Oh, we forgot to mention that when they did raid the building, they also find this guy that was also in the mansion with, with Milo Jonovich, who has said he was a cop and lied to them. And he wasn't in the system. And then they just handcuff him and take him with him. Cause that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, let's handcuff this person and then carry him with us through this entire torture chamber that we're about to experience. Also, we're going to take him into a confidential area. Why not just handcuff him in the house and leave him there? Yeah, or call for backup and say, hey, Umbrella Corporation, this mega corporation with all these fingers into every industry. Hey, can you send a couple guys to the mansion? Uh, I got I got a stray. We can just take him. Get, get rid of them. I don't want I don't want to carry an immobile person around as we do our operation. Also, why would you bring somebody into a place that is a I mean, if you're just going to just kill them, if you're going to kill them, like you wouldn't bring even you wouldn't bring especially a cop into a place where you're doing illegal experiments. They even say they're doing illegal experiments down here at one point. Somewhere <laughs> like you wouldn't bring a cop down here like unless they plan to kill him down there. I don't know, but it doesn't just kill him. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, again, it has to be there. Key point character. They had to bring him with. I know, but still, it's just, I'm thinking about that. Like, wait a second. Well, I mean, he kind of is. I don't know. Again, I feel like most of these actors weren't known except for Michelle Rodriguez. And even then, she only had done like three movies at this time. Playing the same character. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but I was just so confused. I, yeah. I mean, I, if not to backseat write this movie, but you could have had him maybe like part of the security of the facility and when things happen he like does a solid snake and hides in a locker or something and <laughs> you know or, or does something right or grabs the only gas mask left and you know then you could have found him bumbling around all confused and then he's got it and then you have to have this guy around like oh boy something another, more another than what happened yeah again not the backseat write the movie but i don't know i think it, you're right i think it could have been handled with a little more uh, tact and depth because I was just so confused when you have half the team go down to the computer room and they're they're in the computer room and then they're getting in. And as soon as I saw the hallway and because and, I've seen this movie before, I'm like, oh, <laughs> things aren't going to end well here. Mm-hmm. I think this scene is a great like video game movie scene, in my opinion. I really like the hallway scene. I think it's okay. just really good. You, you like when they get sliced? Because it's not that gory. I mean, it's gory enough <laughs> that it makes me it cringe, cool. but it's not like terrible not super bloody no okay it's just a cool. lot of it's implied a lot of it's implied slicing yeah. and dicing again like now that i, I know like that, that <laughs> i want to know imply. i don't want to see it there definitely could have been more blood when his fingers got chopped off <laughs> yeah also would you go into shock if you just lost your fingers that i didn't i'm uh, like I don't i'm know. not sure about that they didn't even show him losing any blood i'm like why is he going to well, cauterized well, that's what I mean. So why is he going into shock? Because he just lost four fingers. I don't. But I mean, as a guy, suck who, it up, soldier. <laughs> as a guy who's worked in factories, I met people who lost fingers, and I don't. I wasn't with them, thank God. But I feel like you probably wouldn't go into. Sh- I mean, it would be terrible and, and you know frightening and horrible. I but know. I, I feel like if you're a soldier and you're in and you are in this mindset and you've been trained, you wouldn't be going into shock over losing your fingers. I think you would be able to regain some kind of losing your leg. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, again, I'm Fingers arguing semantics. Okay. <laughs> but like, I just thought it was just, I mean, he, you know, because he drops down. The one girl just doesn't even move. She just stands there. Yeah, she, she she's standing there like, oh, this is normal. This is fine. Oh, wait, what's that laser beam that's slowly approaching me? It's not like it goes fast like a video game. So uh, she, she like, it's like she freezes like a deer in her head. Like she doesn't know what to do. I guess so. Yeah, she kind of like this doe eyed look like, oh, but and they then were trained for that. 
not lasers, but I mean, they were trained. They train you for lasers like that in the army? Well, this ain't the army. (laughs) This is Umbrella Corps Special Forces is a highly trained mercenary group that they take military people and they put them and they hire them for this job. Well, in that case, they should probably add homicidal lasers to the curriculum because these guys did, well, were con- not. They were, considering they worked for the company that they're down here for, you think they would have had security semantics like this is what could happen. Not I don't know what's going to happen in here. Team leader almost made it like he almost, almost had it. Well, there's that one guy who jumps and the laser goes up and just cuts him off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. That's like a cheat again in a video game. You're like, come on, game. Really? That's a cheap death. I mean, the only um, reason it even worked is because, well, I mean, it almost worked for Cube Guy because he jumps up, you know, clings to the, the top. And shortly, he clings <laughs> to the vent, it cuts off his knife, and the last one comes, he's like ready to go, and then all of a sudden it just goes into a whole, you know, a net. And he's like, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> and just as Computer Guy figures, you know, stops the stops the homicidal AI, I think this is a really neat touch, and this is actually getting very gross and fun. Actually, you see his eyes start to like pus a little bit. Part. It's really good. It's really good. Because it um, shifts, and then you see it. I also I yep. like how like the first guy goes in, he unlocks the door, nothing happens. It isn't until they bring the bomb in when the computer sh- locks the doors again and kills them all. Because she was waiting, because she knew she only had one opportunity to do it, because once you start it, they're going to stop it eventually. Yeah. yeah. So once they bring the bomb in, she gets the most people, she kills as many as she can. And like half the team is gone at this point. That's yeah. That's that's. I thought that was kind of like a little too much. They, should, they maybe should kill like one or two, not all, not three of them, not three it's surprising. people. Like I'll be honest, it was. Yeah, half the main cast is gone. <laughs> I guess they didn't want to pay them for like you know three weeks worth of work. They probably just want to pay them for like three days. So they figured, like, all right, it well, was like three days of work. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then when the the last you know member of this team that you have down here, the three guys that are left. And he doesn't. He's all scared. He goes in. He's carrying the bomb. And the other, the other two guys are just standing like, oh, "We ain't going nowhere." Who aren't part of the squad. And then Mila character comes in and helps him because he's so terrified. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was sweet when she goes in there. It's like, oh my god, she risked her life too. <laughs> no, she was probably like, "I'll just do it." <laughs> well, she was the only badass character in this movie. <laughs> Really? I don't yeah. care for Michelle Rodriguez. I like Michelle. I'm uh, offended right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was saving this, but she doesn't do much in this movie. I came here to see Mila Djokovic run around and jump kick people in the face and shoot. She spends the first 45 minutes of this movie just cowering and staring at people blindly and blankly. She doesn't do anything in this movie. In the next five weeks. I'm sure that's fine. and I'm actually here for that. But this time around, I'm like, man, give her something to do. (laughs) She doesn't do anything. No, I mean, because she has no memory and like they they really play her like this hiding, cowering character for so much of this movie, which is also kind of odd, too. She lost I, her memory. She doesn't I know she's get it. Bad ass. I, I feel like, oh, yeah, girl. I mean, she yeah. has her she has her born identity moment like an hour and change into it, you know, <laughs> like, man, I don't know. I it's I guess when you're when you're a lead character on the front of the movie poster looking badass with the machine gun that she never wields in the entire <laughs> film, like she does not wield that movie, that that gun. That is not something she carries. It's like you think, oh, cool. This is going to be fun, you know, and no, at the, most of this movie is just army guys running around spitting cliches and Michelle Rodriguez throwing out one liners, which are just beautiful every time. Just ah, a chef kiss every single time she spits out a one liner. I loved it. Blow me. Oh, that's the first one. That's the first one. Yeah. Blow me. <laughs> that was funny. 
Uh, and this is when you have the Red Queen, which I still think, even though this is old CGI from 2002, this scene is creepy. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but a holographic girl creeps me out like that. It's not even, it's just a bunch of red lines. I know, it was creepy. <laughs> I mean, you can barely see the girl. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it creeps. I mean, this is also, this is also, in the, if I remember right, this is in the trailer too, this line where, you know, because they, they're setting up the MP bomb and they're about to set it off. And then right before they set off, you're all. You're all going to die down here. <laughs> it's so creepy. No, she reminds me of the girls from The Shining. Come play with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She has some of that, some of that kind of vibe to her. Yeah, for sure. But also, if you were going to design a computer, why would you design this head computer that's going to kill people off your daughter? I, I don't know. Because I mean, I know little girls, because little girls spitting, uh, you know, little girls saying scary things is is creepy. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, because she's in the second movie, not think, the Red Queen, but the girl. I think the accent makes it even better. Mm. Like if she didn't have the accent, it wouldn't be as creepy. Yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Mike's like, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> find, and I like how this this is what causes them all their problems because they shut the power off and then it restarts the power, but because of that, everything unlocks. That she had been holding back. Everything that oh, she had been controlling. She begged them not to. I implore you. But also, I don't understand what their motive was. Like, why would you come down here? You restart her. Everybody's dead. You already figured out. And she told you. Like, what was the purpose of restarting her just to restart her at this point? I thought they I, had a reason. I don't remember what the reason was. I, I, I'm sure they said it while they were, again, walking through, you know, the video game levels from Dead Space. <laughs> But I don't know. I don't remember. I thought they needed to like get through a certain door or something. No. Or unlock something. Yeah, to get to her. Oh, well, I don't know why they did it, to be honest. Like, I don't think there was a you reason. You were paying attention. Alex. I know, but I don't think they said. I think they're, they, they're like, oh, we're here to rescue. We're here to see, see what happens. So we're going to restart her, which is what causes all the problems and makes the whole second half of the movie happen because they can't get out. Maybe their thought process was she caused all of this. So... So maybe stop her. I don't know. They're going to reboot her. So she, they thought she'd gone crazy. Yeah. Homicidal. Oh, yeah, they do call her homicidal oh, computer. Yeah, there you go. So I think that was it. She had gone homicidal. Yeah. And so they're going to reboot her to fix her maybe. But also, does anyone not read science fiction? AI is usually programmed to only do things based on certain algorithms. This isn't Terminator. <laughs> No, 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 no. She just, she just needs a Windows 10 patch. So let's just reboot her, install, <laughs> install the update, and then, uh, and then she'll be fine. She'll have the updated security protocols, and we're good. I don't know. And, I mean, this is what causes it, because all their problems happen because of this one scene. <laughs> I mean, that was their whole, like, and also what I do know about the Umbrella Corporation from the games, they wouldn't have sent, I mean, they would have sent these people in, but once all this happened and they would have known it, they would have just blown the place up. Like, I was expecting them to have to go down when they went down there to set some auto-destruct system. But they never do in this movie. There is no auto destruct sequence for this base, which is what every single Resident Evil game ends with you blowing up the place because that's an right. auto destruct that goes off. Right. Not everyone, but anyone with a lamp. And this doesn't have that. And I'm like, what's the thing where they only have an hour? Everything shuts down because the doors seal. Oh, okay. But as you find out at the end of this movie, that doesn't matter. They open the doors. Oh, I see. That's in the second movie, but spoilers. Uh, but it's just, I don't know, I just found that uh, so strange to me. Like, there's a there's oh, there's another moment coming up that I, I have words, but we'll get there. That I, I, I did, that really upset me. And Bill will laugh, but we'll get there shortly. Uh, so then you have Michelle sees the first zombie. And this scene, to me, I thought was kind of odd. 
like they 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 see how effect infected this person is. I mean, they don't know she's a zombie. Okay, like I get that they they don't understand, but they see something's wrong like really fast. Even especially after she bites her, and she just kind of like I would I think they would have shot her a lot faster than they did. I felt. Well, they thought it was a civilian, so they did shoot her in the leg a couple of times. Yeah, shoot her in each leg. Yeah, and it yeah. still didn't stop her. And then Michelle Rodriguez like <laughs> unloads on her, which seems ridiculous. <laughs> For a no, trained soldier. That was, good. that was good. She's like, fucking bitch bit me. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, you're dead. I, I, I agree with that. I think it's... I, I, there's no way they would have possibly thought that zombie is in this equation. Yeah, they see somebody who's like staggering around. Who knows? Right, it's Umbrella, so who knows what sort of thing she's hopped up on. But, you know, that's when they... And again, this is also a time to show the audience what the zombies can do and the threat that they present. Right, so boom in the leg. She just kind of walks it off like she stubbed her toe. Oh, <laughs> let me put five shots into her chest. She falls down. Yay! Nope. Oh boy, these zombies mean business. And then when you turn around and see thirty of them approaching, it's a, it's a it, he's very good at escalating these stakes and kind of and and kind of escalating this this tension, um, usually to uninspiring end. But as yeah. I put in my notes, shooting dumbly. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is also another one of my issues is because in the games, Umbrella, when they do send these special forces, they know what they're getting themselves into. Like, they know what the viruses are. In this, these people are dumb as hell. Like, they weren't no. told nothing. They're clueless. Clueless. They did. They just thought they were going to go to reboot a, reboot a computer. And uh, who knows what's down there? Hey, we'll just bring our guns just in case. But and would they have? I wouldn't have gone if I knew they were flesh eating zombies on me. You know how much you're paying these people? Uh-uh, fire me. <laughs> I mean, they. Eat, I don't really. Th- I mean, Resident Evil. They, yeah, the, the special forces. They're they're paid well, <laughs> and plus they're. You know this from a video game. It talks in the games, yeah. Oh. And in the games, they also. I think a lot of them are convicts and stuff that they they get out of jail and stuff. Oh, so they're like, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure some of the people that you that you play as in some of the games, like on Operation Raccoon City, I think maybe I'm exaggerating, but I know I I, I feel like some of the people are like mercenaries and. You know, they're they're prison. They were people that were prisoners that they that they find like a murderers and stuff. People. A lot of details. I played a lot of Resident Evil games. Yes, I know. Which is weird because they scare you. They do. <laughs> she can't play in the dark. I watch YouTube videos <laughs> mostly. I love the lore. I love the lore of the series in general. Like it's one of my. But I'm terrified of the games. Yeah. <laughs> and this is. I wrote down explosion. I don't remember exactly what happens, but this is where things get a little weird. Because is this when they. Oh yeah, this is when they split up for some reason. You have fake cop guy who's handcuffed who find who grabs the who finds the keys and he's trying to unhandcuff himself. That doesn't go well. And he drops the keys in a vent, but somehow this vent is so low you can stick your fingers in and still grab the keys from the bottom of the vent. Even when you're handcuffed, I missed that part. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, well, keys are gone now. Nope, he bolts them right off somehow. <laughs> Very I have strange. no idea how it worked, but both of them out. Very strange. But all this is pretty decent. You know, again, this is decent. That's how I kind of label all this kind of action and shooting and whatnot. Again, it is at this point I wrote down like, okay, it's just soldiers shooting things, which is fine. But, you know, it didn't really have much stakes. What I, this is a point where I also realized that Paul W.S. Anderson, the auteur, is not confident enough in his action scenes to not put all this you know, electronic rock music behind it. <laughs> because if you didn't know by the shooting and the grunting and the screaming that this was an action scene, got put in the score by Marco Beltrami, who probably did the score, and Marilyn Manson, who did, I guess, the oh. electronic crunchy music for this. Oh, and yeah, so I just thought that was neat when I looked at it on Wikipedia here. 
But yeah, she's also when she has the when uh, Milo Jonovan's character has the memory of the betrayal comes to her, where you can see where she's out in the field and telling somebody like, "Hey, uh, um, we're gonna, I can get you stuff." I thought it's when she saw the girl's face. No. Oh yeah, maybe she that was it. it. I can't remember what it, I don't. I didn't write down. My, I just wrote down my my notes. Memory of betrayal. You also do see that woman, the guy's sister, one time in the early part of the movie before everything happens. She's in the office talking to somebody on the phone. The girl that ends up leading to all those problems in a way. Yeah. In a yeah, very sure. yeah. Yeah. She's in the in one part of this. But um. Yeah. No. This is but this is all pretty fun. Again, it's just shooting zombies and it feels video gamey, but in actually a pretty decent way. Like when the guy opens the door finally, because the guy they can't remember the code, and he's like, "That's What's actually it's a really funny beat." Actually, it's and like, I also I, yeah. was thinking, if you're a trained soldier, would you just open a door with your back turned to the door in I, a hostile that, situation? That was the techie guy, right? They're still that's trained soldiers. Techie guys are yes, are trained soldiers, but that's all they do is techie shit. You're in a hostile situation <laughs> with people that don't die when you shoot them. You think he'd be looking at the door, but I didn't. Well, he panicked. Okay. Jeez. He's like, I got it. And they grab him and pull him in and eat him. I'm is like, the, wait, but I thought the, the computer guy is the, the techie guy is the guy who could not figure out the, the combination. Yep. You know, yeah. The eight. So he's the one who, who leaves. And of course, uh, I he, think like, it's lists off the numbers to the one dude. And then he gets put whoever, I don't know, nameless dude. JD. <laughs> it's on his coat. Oh. It's JD. Yeah, they they make it very clear to show you this guy who's dying is JD. It makes it very clear to you as the audience this guy will be back as a bloodthirsty zombie. Like, there's no way this is not happening. You didn't waste. You didn't do that shot, you know, arbitrarily. <laughs> I also noticed that a lot of this movie is people yelling at other people to do things faster, as <laughs> if that's going to help. Well, you know, that's turn off, turn, turn off the AI. Turn off the AI. Faster. Come on. Yeah, hey. What do you think I'm doing here? I'm not I'm playing solitaire. I'm trying to turn off the robot. Stop it. <laughs> screaming at me. I mean, that always works in real life. You, you know, okay. No matter what you're doing, you yell at someone to go faster, they go faster, right? <laughs> but these are all devices. I'm being silly. These are all devices to escalate tension. and So I'm just being persnickety, like I said. No, it's okay. This movie deserves it. <laughs> It just does. But that's to get you to go, go faster, go faster. Right, yeah. It's, it's escalating that tension. Member. Yes. Because I'm one of those hurry. people that's like, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm to feel for like, the poor. You're an idiot. You deserve it. So. <laughs> and I'm trying to feel for the guy. Be like, stop screaming at him. He's doing his best. <laughs> He's doing his very best. He understands the stakes at hand. Right? <laughs> Yelling at him doesn't help. So three different personalities <laughs> approaching this well-worn movie trope. <laughs> and this is when you see the liquor escape, which I get excited for. Except I thought they were going to be hunters, which means nothing to the other two people I'm talking to right now. <laughs> and it was liquors instead, because hunters were, were the monster that they fight in the first game, which are giant, to- look like giant amphibian, amphibian gorillas. We're going to go with. I know it makes absolutely no sense. But think of a giant gorilla, <laughs> but amphibian, <laughs> and they croak. <laughs> they do. They go wall. That's how you know they're in the room to you get your shotgun ready to shoot oh. them. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I got it. But they went with the liquors, which are from two, which are much more frightening. They look like someone's been skinned alive with their brain showing in a giant tongue. <laughs> and this is the part that I didn't get. So this is starts my complaints, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> I got a really big complaint in a little bit. So so half the team, except for a fake cop and Mila, run back to computer court. Why do they go back to computer court, which is in the center of this place, which is locked? I don't know. But OK, I'll take it. Uh, that didn't bother me. I'm like, all right, they don't know what they're doing. So they're retreating back to talk to computer to find out if she knows how to get him out except that it, that isn't until Mila tells them to do that i think but they go there and they hide 
And this is when you also see Milo just wandering around someplace with a, with, in a dog room. And I'm thinking to myself, one, why are you wandering around a place with half your memory when things are trying to kill you and you don't have a gun? <laughs> He's going to flirt her way out of it. <laughs> She's going to, as I put in my notes, Mila takes a stroll. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I do like the scene. Like, I like when she ends up in the dog room and you see the broken cages because you saw the dogs earlier in the movie when the gas cat, you know, comes out. Like, I like this. Like, I think this is a great scene, but I'm just like, why is she here? Like, what is the plot purpose or the point in the movie that brought her here other than this will be a cool scene to film, won't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand why she wandered off from the team and ended up here. She needed more screen time. Like, there should have been a small scene of her running from zombies, closes the door and ends up in this room. Something, not just. <laughs> again, this is Paul. This is uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. I think just, again, trying to eke out every little bit of tension out of this movie as he can, because he's actually pretty good at it. Again, she's walking slowly through the halls, looking around. This is kind of where the horror is supposed to be. And so you're anticipating like something jumping out or something happening. He's very, he's okay with just letting scenes linger, which is actually not a bad, bad choice. But again, it always ends up not being satisfying. Either you get a cheesy jump scare, which you're like, oh, thanks. That was great. Let me drop my popcorn. Or you just get something that's just not satisfying. So, but he is good at this piece of it. He's actually, is. This is him trying to make this a horror movie when, as Tiff said, it's just not. It's just not. I it's, disagree. <laughs> it, it's not. I mean, I, I agree with Tiff. It's not. So pick your pick where you're at. And I think that's where you're kind of coming from, Mike, is that kind of dissonance where I want this was an action movie. Now it's a horror movie. Now it's action again. Now it's horror. Be something like do something <laughs> well, not do both things averagely. I um, find this scene just. I really like the scene, like when she, she starts to remember her skills with the first dog. And I like how she she locks the door and avoids the first dog, goes in the room. And all of a sudden, there's like, what, five or six dogs just I, looking at very, her. Very funny beat. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I, it was just, I really like that. And then she just guns them all down. Like she's the only person who knows how to shoot in this movie. <laughs> what about Michelle? She don't shoot very well. Oh, she don't? It didn't look how well it worked out for her. <laughs> well, I and- that one lady. That didn't work out very well either. No, she got bit again. The lady come back, I'm pretty sure, too, in a later scene. Because okay. she didn't shoot the head. Huh? She didn't shoot the head. Well, they didn't know that until the little Did they never see night? Person. They never saw Night of the Living Dead? They never yeah. saw, I mean, no. I feel like in this. No, not in this universe. <sighs> nope. These are the first zombies that ever, first zombies that ever existed. This And this the scene we're talking about now is when she has what I call that, that born identity movement. Where she does something and does something cool, question mark. Kicks, <laughs> kicks, kicks a zombie a few times, which evidently does the same amount of damage as if you were to shoot him in the head. I'm like, wait, you just <laughs> broke your rules. I don't think that guy wakes up. I don't oh, remember. Yeah, she, she throws him into the cabinet. Yeah. It doesn't show like it, they could have done a little scene of his neck just snapping when he hits the, like hits something, but they didn't do that like they should have. They do say that uh, shooting him in the head or some sort of head trauma or disconnecting the spinal cord will will yeah. kill the zombie. So I guess it's implied. But my thought was like, well, I, I thought these things took 18 bullets to the chest and still came back kicking. But uh, this is her born identity moment where she does her cool kung fu stuff without. <laughs> I said a little concussion is going to take a zombie out. That's right. A little bump on the head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. To, again, if this was a funny movie, the guy would walk up, grab an ice pack from the medical session, session like, and then kind of just walk away slowly. Actually, I, wouldn't, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I don't know. As I talked through it, that, that didn't sound good at all. 
Anyway, <laughs> but this is this is fine. I just again, I want more. And when she's shooting the um, dogs, which are really just kind of like they're real. I think they're just like real dogs wrapped in like ripped up rain ponchos or something. It's all slick, but I really don't think there's much to their costuming at all. If they're real, I think they are. Um, there's they five. Cool. Yeah, and they yeah. scared the hell out of me as a kid. Young <laughs> Mike was very terrified of those dogs. Yeah, the the five little doggos. This is where we get like our CGI bullets, which of course were from the Matrix, because you can't have a movie in the early two thousands without a CGI bullet. Um, I I, those those bullets have they're better than some of the era like that CGI, but boy, is that dated. Two things date this movie: the rock music with every action scene. <laughs> and the uh, the CGI um, bullets and the slow motion and oh, uh, so cool when she jumps off the wall, which doesn't work that way to kick the dog in the face. But I like it. That was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> that was fine. It was cool. I mean, again, she her discovering her her abilities and now actually doing something after an hour of not. We're like forty five minutes to an hour into this movie, and it's the first time she's done anything useful. Mm-hmm. And this is my other another one of my complaints in this movie again because I it's been established well on this podcast I have an issue when people just end up in places they shouldn't be mm. like it cuts to her brother who just who just happens to wander to the office where his sister was and like my question is where are the all the other zombies that they just got done dealing with were they all just in the one room and nobody like because anything I know about zombies they're gonna be wand- there's gonna be some that are just wandering around yeah yeah. Your but there should have been a whole lot more. Like, he shouldn't have gotten to the office. Like, I don't believe the office. Like, oh, the office is right next to where they do those experiments. It's right across the, on the other side of this door. And on the other side of that door is where we keep the dogs, right next to our office. Like, that's not how <laughs> office buildings are designed, usually. <laughs> yeah, no, that whole dead sister thing, like, it, it's good because it gives you more plot of what the story is. And this is when you kind of start connecting all the pieces. And Amila comes over and kills the dead sister. And like saves him and then they had their little moment together where they're like oh you're the one you know that do her and stuff but she's the least zombie looking of anybody like, yeah at first he thought she was normal except if you already seen dead people walking around and all of a sudden you see somebody just walking toward you, you think you'd be a little more apprehensive yeah. uh, it's you like, i don't know people are stupid <laughs> that's all i got it's a- I, I think, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's just plot device moving forward. Plus, she couldn't look like a crazed zombie at first because you have to tie her to the picture that he was looking at, and which they don't really show very well. But uh. you notice what she she doesn't have a gun or a weapon. She kills him with a glass cube. Yeah, that's pretty fun. A paperweight, I guess that was a, little, yeah, a desk toy. I was I thought that was kind of like, yeah, I okay. was like, what did she just what? <laughs> I would have kept the gun. Even if I didn't have ammo, I still would have kept a gun because you might find ammo. That's true. Or a gun I mean, you still hit something with. There must have been some sort of security in this place that, that had some sort of firearm, yeah? Yeah. Right? You would think so. <laughs> at, the, uh, and the, at this point, we learn about Cop and his... Uh, I don't remember his name. I just called him Cop. We learn about Cop They never his, say his name to the end of the movie. <laughs> golly. You know, how are you supposed to follow characters if you don't know their names, really? I mean, I guess I did, but... You to him when you don't know. You don't need to in this movie. They, <laughs> they all die. die. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I yeah, but anyway, I uh, you learn about his backstory a little bit that he's really some sort of freedom fighter against corporations, right? Like some yes, sort of activist type. He talks about his organization, which is kind of from the games later on about a group that's going against Umbrella, but that doesn't happen until after Resident Evil Two happens and the whole explosion and they cover up and blow up an entire city. But yes, that that's what's a reference to, I think. 
It's cool. called picking and choosing stuff from the games, throwing it in a blender and seeing where it comes out. And I never mind that too much when it comes to video game movies and such because – or any movie really that's an adaptation because adaptations are really hard because you have to satisfy so many different things. You have to make a sensible movie. You know, you got to turn a – how many hours to take to play a Resident Evil game? Ten, let's assume. Mm-hmm. A ten-hour game into a two-hour movie. You have to provide all these little Easter eggs and context. You have to build your own story that somehow ties to that story because you can't just remake the game. Who wants to watch that? So <laughs> adaptation is an extreme. I do. Adaptation is a really ex- a very hard thing to do. So I never mind when they kind of mix and match and blender it up because you just have to. There's just there's no choice in it. Now, here's the part of the movie where I got irritated, like actually irritated with the movie and complained. So you see the guys in the computer core and they're banging on the door and they're worried. They're, oh, they're going to get in here at some point. And all of a sudden, somehow, Myla and the fake cop make it all the way from where they were, get past all these zombies that were crowning by this door, and get inside the computer court. And they have no weapons. <laughs> She's just kicking them. That bothered me. It, it was a Hulk <laughs> moment for me. Like, how did they get there? What? What? How? It's it's because, it's well... <laughs> he got to do it. So did some listeners. It I is a Hulk yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't like that. Just bothered me. Like, like it should have been like she went through a vent or something. She, you know, she found some secret and you know popped out. Oh, I found a way. Not just ran through the hallway full of to get the computer core. I don't know. It bothered Mike, me. Mike, they ran out of money. That's what happened. <laughs> they didn't have time to shoot. They only had Mila for like two, three weeks. So they they could. They, it was on the schedule and they cut it. That's exactly. And I wrote that yeah. down too. I put it. Here's the and here's the video game map screen providing um, co- positional context because we didn't bother filming transitions. That's what that was. So that's why they had that video game map screen. So now you know. Oh, they're back in the basement. Here we are. But again, that's only done because they didn't bother to fill that transition or film that progress. Put them in a cool little action scene, right? Where like they're running through the hallways, like you said. They have no ammo. They're dodging. Something. They're just using control. their yeah, using their environment to get out of these uh, situations. Been cool. Give, Give me a minute. Or even like a, a small little scene where she pops through a vent. You know, some like so she finds something and gets past, not goes through like the door. They were just talking about how they're they, that's you hear banging on. Yeah, it's 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 a very bad cut and it's a very it's very sloppy. It's that's kind of what I would use for that. But you're probably right. They're running out of money. And they're like, well, we gotta just do this. Okay. I mean, at this time, video game movies were mostly bad, so it wasn't a lot of money to be made. Usually. Are they are they good now? I don't know. No, they're not good now. But this is they weren't. This at least was profitable. Like they weren't even uh, profitable. Like yeah. Double Dragon did terrible. Like a lot of those movies are big bombs. Dragon was a bad movie. Yes, <laughs> which we did an episode on a long time ago. So the Street Fighter, the movie, which we did an episode on that too. But and then this is when Mila then goes on. They don't want to turn the Red Queen back on, which I think is weird. Like, what does it matter at this point? Like, you guys are stuck inside a freaking base full of zombies and other monsters. Like. Are you they're, worried about a computer? They're afraid she's going to gas them or something. You know, I'd rather be gassed and eaten alive. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fair. I mean, Fair. At, at this point, your chances of actually getting out of this place for the, the only door that you know of is, you know, has a bunch of zombies banging on it, like, and you're running out of ammo, I think they say at one point, too. Like, they're not in good, they're not in a good shape. Like, I think the gas might not be that bad. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez is pretty much dead. Yeah, she's already been bit multiple times. I think I think she's been bit multiple times at this point. She gets bit like three or four times, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. And then you get your more little mont you're not monta, but you get where the where you turn the red queen on and she's gotta give us more, you know, explaining about the virus. I like this though. I like when she just, you know, explains the virus, tells them what happened and why she did what she did, which she should have told them in the first damn place. But Yeah, she should have. I like this. Yeah. I think this is a good little scene to get you more into the movie and and explain your mysteries that you've been waiting on. What'd you think about it, Tish? 
Wait, what scene are we talking about? The Red Queen talking. Oh, um, I did like that. She, like he said, she's explaining herself, and but then she goes, "Oh, one of your team members are infected. Kill her. Or you aren't able to leave." That's later. That, that's but this later. Is yeah. She just yeah. tells him that one of yours is infected, and I won't let anyone leave. That I won't let it get out. But she knows, like, <laughs> you got plenty of room to kill you, and I'll just let you do what you want. <laughs> She gives them the uh, the video game tool tip to shoot them in the head. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I feel Got like it. as a train well, I'm not a trained soldier, so maybe I can't answer this correctly, but I feel like if you were shooting something they weren't you'd go for the head anyway. Maybe that's just the gamer in me that goes for the that would want to go for the head. Well I think their thought processes are civilian. But when your civilian takes a bullet to the leg and keeps coming at you. And... I don't know. That's what I'm just saying, okay? They're not like... <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say what You're not going to defend me in this movie anymore? No, for I that was going to say something else, but probably won't be people. Okay. And <laughs> this is when you then drop into the sewer hatch, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, okay, there's tunnels that they didn't know about. All right. They, these guys yeah, were not like, trained at all for this. Yeah, You know, they, they really didn't exhaust all their options because it really just was a hatch underneath the Red Queen room that they could just dropped into. Yeah. So when they were walking around, go, how do we get out? We're never going to get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, who knows? It's a panic situation. You may be not thinking clearly. I'm not going to completely kill them. But I don't know. Stomp around. It's not that big of a, not that big of a space. But, it's, but anyway. This is a yeah. good, again, I'm going to say horror moment to me where they're running around in the tunnels and the zombies are coming. They're pushing on the fence. I like all this stuff. And they got to climb up on the pipes. I think this is all pretty cool. Did we get to the part where she remembers there's an antivirus? No, that's later. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're good. It's later. Spoiling. Spoilers. <laughs> yes, as we say often, please don't listen to this and then watch the movie. Well, this movie, <laughs> this I moment mean, by moment. I mean, yeah, this movie's almost twenty, almost twenty years old. Wow, is it really twenty? I'm old. Almost old. Two thousand two. Old. old. <laughs> I hate both of you. He's older than you, so don't feel bad. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I also I get a kick when they're walking on the pipes. I mean I think I mean I already knew what was coming, but I I, I think it's cool. They're walking on these pipes and you have all these zombies below them reaching up trying to grab them. Like can you imagine how frightening that would be because these pipes are not made to hold five humans? Mm-hmm. Like oh, that would terrify me. They're crawling on them and everything. I just don't like heights. I don't like heights. I don't like the idea of falling and then getting eaten alive. That's not. <laughs> I would have checked out a lot. I mean my gun would have had one bullet in it at all times. Oh, they're good. They got me. Okay, time to go. Bye. See you. I'll see you guys on the other side. I'm good. Who who does like that? <laughs> who goes, hmm, what am I going to do this morning? I wish I could get up on a pipe with a bunch of strangers and then fall to my death to the to the waiting maws of a bunch of zombies. I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> did, say that again. Tiff couldn't hear you. Jade, what is his name? JD. Does yeah. he come back in the scene? No, he comes back at some point. No, he does. He, oh, is he, that this scene? Yeah, they, that's oh, what they see. Yeah, Michelle freezes up because she sees him. Yeah, and then both the uh, computer guy and, and Michelle Rodriguez get hit a, get, a bit again. I would say this is about as close to a horror movie as this movie gets. A uh, confined space, overwhelming forces, just no, no way out, trapped. Yeah, it's just this is as close to a horror movie as this gets for me. But in Resident Evil, you don't turn that fast. It but takes... she's been bit like. Time. You still don't turn that back. <laughs> it takes a while to get to you. Because 
telling me that, but it still bothered me that she didn't turn. I mean, also, it's only like an hour. They're only down there. Like, this whole event from the time that they leave the computer room, I think they have like, there's a mark while they have two hours. Two hours, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she starts getting bit, which got bit a little before that, but they don't have a whole lot of time that they're down there before it takes effect. But I'm I'm assuming all the bites don't help it any. <laughs> I'm assuming getting reinfected and you know getting injury and getting infection in general of getting bit by something that's dead probably not helping your immune system very much. <laughs> so this is where I wrote on my notes where I guess when the pipes fall and when the guy falls down the tech guy and gets bitten again or something. I, I do like the scene where he climbs back up the pipes and they're on the like we'll catch you like go leave me and then he has the gun with the one bullet he puts the gun in his mouth. And he changes his mind and shoots a zombie instead. But you think he shot himself because they pan away. Yeah. But then they go right back to him immediately afterwards, which I thought they shouldn't have. They should have just left him. Then you find out, surprise, he didn't die. But it and shows him. You see everybody's shocked expression because they know, think they know what that means. And he throws the gun. You got to work for your meal. And then crawls away. Such a, good, <laughs> such a dumb line. I want. I do want to skip one. Skip back a teeny bit if I if sure. I can. There's that scene, of course, where everything is escalating and she, uh, Michelle Rodriguez gets bit again. And then you do this very bad cut to Michelle Rodriguez and Mila just sitting there on a pipe while she's <laughs> squeezing blood. And at first, oh. I, I, oh, wrote yeah. in, I wrote in my notes, scene change, no context, what happened? And then, of course, it pans down and they're on top of the pipe with all the evil monsters below them. But at first, I was like, oh, man, another hand-handed cut. <laughs> God. But it's like... Why is she dripping the blood? Like, do they have time? Like, they already established there's a time limit. We have time to sit here and drip blood on zombies. <laughs> and it's funny too, um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of this movie is wasted with them just talking like to the red to the red queen and all that. Like, no one has to. Someone should have the watch going. Could you hurry it up, red queen? <laughs> just give us what we. Yeah, the ticking timer, and they don't utilize that enough. I think they really should have leaned into the ticking timer because that would have added some urgency to the movie. Where like, all of a sudden, oh, that's right, they only have 20 minutes. Oh, that's right, they have 10 minutes. They should have had, like, a countdown. You have five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that they should have. Cool. Yeah, in her creepy voice, but she doesn't yeah. want them to get out, yeah. so it makes sense. But, yeah, it would have been. Four minutes. It would have been cool. It would have been and, better than the watch. And and that is a scene of, and this is why Mila Djokovic says very little in this film. She has very <laughs> few lines. That is a scene of extraordinarily bad acting. Like it is <laughs> so not good. So to the point where I had to make a note. Like, ooh boy, that's uh, in a movie of bad performances. That one took the cake. <laughs> well, she's did Fifth Element already come out of this time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. I said it's Lilu. He had no. Oh, idea yep, what you're right. 1997. About. Okay, so she had already done because she does good in that movie, doesn't she? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm not. I'm going to reserve my judgment on the Fifth Element. I, I I don't like that movie. Okay, I've most seen people it do once or twice and have no like memory of it, so I can't Man, say much. How can you not like Ruby Rod or whatever his name was? Uh, Chris Tucker. Yeah. I don't like Chris Tucker. Just obnoxious. I just obnoxious. Like he just rubbed me the wrong way in that movie, and there's lots of other things I'm not a, I'm not a fan of. But eh. and then this is when you see the brief scene of the liquor in the tunnels, just because you know we got to show the big bad monster that's running around. There's only one of them, even though there were like. 30 freaking cages. Only one got out. Okay, sure. Okay. Well, they probably all got out. They just only had enough money for one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, CG, even at that era, was very expensive. So you, you had to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then this, I, I didn't, and as I wrote in my notes, a lot of people are in the office again because they get to the tunnels, like climb up and they're in the offices, which the offices don't have a lot of zombies, actually. 
And this part I found really odd. So she's walking in the office. They're trying to get out. They're not that far from the exit. And she starts hallucinating seeing people that are alive. And this is when she remembers about the antivirus and how it's in this lab nearby. And I'm thinking to myself, it was just really weird to me. I mean, it's I mean, it looks cool on film, but I'm just like it's a memory. She's like inside her own memory is what I got to take from it. And she was remembering when it was like there were people there. And so she took herself to where it was and remembered it. That's how I got it. Okay, I'll buy it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll take it too. I, 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 I just took it as movie being movie and having to yeah. take it to the next level of this. But yeah, that, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when she tells the brother that she was the contact. I think he gets mad at her too. Like, you, it's your fault or something of that nature. And the anti, I do like when they find out the antivirus is missing They fi- and, and they find the case. And this is, for some reason, fake husband hasn't remembered anything until this one moment everything comes back to him. <laughs> right. And I thought that was kind of funny. Like, really? Nothing came back to him at all? Like, She's having memories coming back off and on. She gets her born identity skills back, but he remembers nothing until he sees the case. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes he stole the virus and he had the whole. I like the and flashback like he did scene. Everything. <laughs> I really like this flashback scene. I like where you see him running. He knocks in the guy with the coffee. Yeah. He no, runs. Yeah. He gets right out the door right before it seals. I, I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's a cool, like, wrap the movie around, even though I don't understand why he's like going to kill her even though they don't like even just because he remembers they don't know so why would you kill the other team and like let it go like wait and then betray them not betray them right away <laughs> it's 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 divicey sorry tiff you're gonna say something no i just said it's a movie <laughs> yeah it's divicey and and i mean i could see how that seeing a very important object would trigger somebody back to some memories but i'm not a psychologist i'm not a doctor <laughs> i don't know um, it's a movie, and that's that was the opportune time for him to regain his regain his faculties and his memories. And, I, uh, I do like how they stall him, and then you see the woman behind him get up in the water. It's pretty good. Pretty I good. I, was, I wanted him to die, not just get bit, but I still liked it. I thought it was just so creepy how she just comes up behind him, and grabs him. It was cool. That creeped me out. I guess <laughs> this movie creeped me out. Okay, like I was creeped after this movie. Like I was like, Ugh. that is why you didn't sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> could have something to do with it, I'm sure. I still think this is probably the creepiest of the whole set that I've seen. It's this movie. I don't remember this. You only saw two of them before you stopped. Oh, okay. That could be why. <laughs> you told me we were done, so we stopped watching. Okay. But and this is when Spent Spencer, which you find out finally find out the fake husband name is Spencer. This movie's already been going on for well over an hour. He's it's been in this movie, <laughs> and they just now tell you his name because she remembers his name. And I just find that weird, like, as you were saying, as you said throughout this movie, like, you usually give characters their names. Somehow it comes up. In this movie, they don't give you people's names. Like, no one has names. I don't get that. I don't know. I, it's a very strange choice. You know, it's again, you can connect with a character who doesn't have a name. But in this kind of thing where you have a cast, like a crew that you need to kind of, like, rally around, it's really helpful to know people's names. And really, if you're trying to dissect the movie beat by beat and write it down notes, it's that would have been lovely for me. I don't know. Yeah, they all got fake names as I put this through. Like, I just call them by their act- the actors and actresses' yeah. names. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Because, like, you do- and fake husband, as I called him until this. And this is when you see him run to the train to get the antivirus and he just died. Like, I, I did like this where he's going to get the virus and he's doing it and all of a sudden the liquor just comes in and eats him. But isn't the train just, like, feet away, like, right there? They're not that far from it, no. He's sitting on the train. He's sitting <laughs> on the train when he dies. I know, but isn't that a convenient that the train's, like, right there? 
Like, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. They weren't that far. Oh, They're almost done. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll say what Bill said. The movie's running out of budget. They didn't have time to show him <laughs> running into the train. Well, they certainly have time to show us a CG monster more for than three seconds. That was a terrible, terrible <laughs> use of... A, the CG doesn't look good. They keep cutting back and forth between practical effect and, and digital effect, which is jarring and doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Like, they show close-ups of the... I think that's actually when... It, I'm sorry, that's probably when they were... When it's mutating, the creature's mutating. Uh, yes. They jump back and forth between CG and fi- and practical, and it's terrible. It doesn't work at all. Like it, the coloring is wrong, the lighting is wrong. It's it's just you can tell that the that the physical part was done like on a black box on like someone's <laughs> desk with a camera zoomed in with two people below it, you know, squeezing bladders to make it go bloop bloop bloop. Like <laughs> it just doesn't work again. But this is bad because the the. Is it the liquor now? Is this the liquor? Yes. The liquor comes to take care of our big bad, and you barely see anything. It cuts to inside the water room where they're looking up at the screen. The computer. The, the computer screen. Yeah, looking up at the computer screen. I think it cuts back again where it runs away because they know they can't show this thing for more than a second at a time because a the audience is going to realize how bad it looks and b we don't have enough money to animate this thing because again cg costs is very expensive so let's just put him on this like low res screen like black and white like shaky screen and uh, have that final i know it's 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 very bad and it's i almost like to think that they probably shot that with the intention to have that be like on the on the screen for the for the viewer, like up close. Maybe they tested it and everyone laughed and chuckled. And they probably went, "Ooh, <laughs> we should probably just hide this on like a little screen, the Red Queen screen, and uh, make it happen that way." Ah, it's just clumsy. I also clumsy. don't understand during the scene, like when the Red Queen's like, you know, is going to let them escape, but they have to kill the person that's infected, and they won't do it. Like, just kill Michelle at this point. Like, you, she's been bit like five, six times. I know you have the antivirus, not that far, but really, you think someone has been bit this many times and it's been two, almost two hours that they've been infected? Like, they're not going to be okay. I don't know. I would have just killed her. You can see it in her eyes. Like, I kept watching her eyes as they glass over and get gray. Yeah, because she's starting to, she's dying. I mean, the hell, they're carrying her to get to this place. The two guys are carrying her. Now there's only one guy to carry her because one guy turned evil. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. But I, I did like that. All of a sudden, they like, at the same moment, she breaks the screen, like the doors unlock. I'm like, that's how it works. And then you that's, find yeah, out right? that right? <laughs> I, the guy who didn't commit suicide, which I think it would have been better if you wouldn't have seen the scene where he throws the gun, where he did the, he blew her up. Oh, she wouldn't unlock the door. <laughs> so I, I did like that. I like how then the whole surviving team makes it to the train. It's a I, good. I it's a good reveal. Yeah, I like that whole sequence. I, I again, it's it's a nice little fake out when she breaks the screen. I wrote down, and that turns everything off. Like it actually did fool me. And then of course our our tech guy comes in with his little remote, and he, I defy the bitch. <laughs> he EMP'd the uh, the robot, so or the computer. So yeah, it's good. I don't love the way the Red Queen just goes full psychotic, like kill her, kill her. I'm like <laughs> okay, listen, you're an AI. I get it, but you're not like. You're an AI. You're, you're not supposed to have emotions behind this. <laughs> do it now. It's, like it's yeah. Do it now. It's a good <laughs> sequence, though. I like it. It's just strange, but yeah, it it works for make you know putting the more tension in this movie. And then you have I do like the little Spencer zombie scene where she comes down there and finds her fake husband as a zombie and just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't shoot him. She takes an axe and cleaves his head. Oh yeah, you're right. That's what it was. We 
think because we don't see it because NC-17, you know, can't do that, of course. <laughs> can't do that. Make it an R-rated movie. What a letdown. Like, that's... <laughs> In, the imply, in this kind of movie, I think implied violence is fine and actually could be really effective and good because you don't need to see every single you know piece of bone tissue and brain splat. No. But in this sort of movie where you've established you're not afraid to go for the gross, you're not afraid to go for the horror aspects of violence, give us that nice little, at least a decapitation, you know, something. Because the, the positioning of her axe implies that she cleaves his head in half. Yes, it does. <laughs> And I don't know. That would have been neat to see. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't maybe need I'm to see a, it, but maybe I'm a crazy you. person. I don't know. I wanted to see it. I could have done without the liquor and seeing his head, head get chopped off. Yeah, yeah. You're both you're both have issues. Good. <laughs> see, it would have been cool if, like, since he was like kind of by the camera, if it like flew in the camera. They don't have the budget for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's cathartic to see your villain. And this movie basically spends its entire running time without a villain, really. Yeah. Your villain is is Umbrella, you know, yeah. making these monsters happen. So now you have a point of reference to the bad guy who who instigated all this madness. And it's always cathartic to see that person get their comeuppance, to see their bitter end, to see them, you know, go down in flames. And I think not doing that is just 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 reduces the impact of that moment. Although you do get this really, really, I mean, this is cool, cool moment where she drops her wedding ring. Yeah. The wedding, wedding ring, ring says, that says the, property of Umbrella Corporation <laughs> on it. <laughs> Nothing like to show it's a fake wedding. You know, like, oh, we want to make sure if someone takes off the ring and look at it all, they'll know. Like, come on now, people. <laughs> like, did you have to put that on there? But it's, yeah, it's, it was amusing. And then you have the train leaving, which I liked all this when the train's leaving and they get the antivirus and they're like, oh, we made it. We're alive. And they, she almost shoots Michelle. I think that's a good little scene where she's about to shoot her because she thinks she turned and she's like, I'm still alive, bitch, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just shot her, but it's a good little okay. scene. And okay, so I'm a little bothered by the next scene where the liquor attacks because in this, the liquor mutates after it kills the first person, which is kind of from the games. But the creature that they're also fighting is kind of like the G-Virus monster from... Resident Evil 2, which is this is not it at all because the G virus isn't in this movie. I know I'm getting deep in the weeds, but let it go. No. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still a cool scene. Like, I like the fact when liquor comes, rips the train open, pulls out the, the techie driver guy that's been alive. I survived all this time just to get eaten and thrown on the train tracks and dies. I at felt the very so end. bad. I really did feel bad for the guy. He almost made it. <laughs> He's driving the train. Now, who's driving the train? I guess no one is. I guess well, it's just... Also, you didn't need a driver because the train's automatic. This train only goes to the to one place and one place back. Like, it's an automatic thing. You just... That's how it works. Well, the, clearly, in the, in the because... It, not to skip ahead, but clearly, because at the end of this, it just coasts slowly and gently into the station. I'm like... Yeah. Well, he, who, he, who's, who's doing that? Like, you need some... going, go faster! <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it's automatic. I'm thinking to myself, it's automatic, guys. Like, I played the games. I know faster. what this is based on. There's no... Yeah, I'm going to go off the rails. Where off the rails are you going to go? Well, I mean, yeah, I, right. the way I took that is it's he'd fall a off. Little tunnel. But if he fell off the rails and you disconnected, you would just stop and then you would never make the timer that's ticking. Well, here's the thing, too, is, is and you got a very good point, Tiff, is that they're they're yelling, go faster, go faster. And he's saying, I can't. That implies that he is controlling the speed of that train. Yeah. He's he's controlling it because he's like, I can't if I'll go off the rails, which that's not how trains work. But maybe he yeah. hit autopilot when he saw the monster rip open the thing. Oh, I better hit the all, all, autopilot button now before right, I die. Right before I die. 
<laughs> Which implies then somebody had to stop that train slowly and gently into the station. Anyway, again, this is but here's the problem. And I shouldn't be thinking about these things throughout the movie, but I guess I don't know. I'm a sensible human being who's who's lived life. I know trains don't work that way. So anyway. It's it was a bummer. I really was bummed that uh, the computer guy, after all he's been through, gets ripped out of the. Guy. <laughs> I did too. I he's. I was rooting for him. Me too, and I, I was bummed when he got thrown off the train. It was so. just kind of lame. He got thrown off the train. He didn't even deserve to be eaten by a zombie. <laughs> well, I, actually, I'm I'm gl- gladder. I almost said gladder. I'm happy. <laughs> you say gladder. I know. I know. I know. I'm. I'm I'm happy he went out that way. I didn't want him to like turn into a zombie and have to shamble around and you know eat rats. He just he just, he's dead. He's it's over. And uh, you know, pour one out for our for our friend the computer. And then guy. We, we get our big action scene where they're fighting the liquor, which I do enjoy. This just shoots him in the brain, but it doesn't kill him. And then she gets grabbed by the tongue, pushes Which to me, I'm just like, I didn't okay. Like that scene. What with the tongue? Where she pushes him on the bottom of the train. Oh, he's just burning alive yeah. down there, and, and then I'm she just like let let him go. And she stabs the tongue with a pipe, and she's like, "Open the door! Open the door!" <laughs> and then Michelle turns into a zombie. Finally, after all this time, and the way he opens the door, he shoots her in the head, and her body hits the switch and opens the door. <laughs> and I'm like, "This is dumb, but I like it." Yeah, it's dumb, but I like it. I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." It's yeah, okay. Yeah, this is all pretty cool. I like this this fight. Again, more bad CG, but now I'm used to it, so it's just okay. That's fine. And this is where you see the train arrive, and they barely make it before the and the, they make it up the stairs. And the only people that are still alive are her and the fake cop, and the door is closing, and they just made it barely in time. They're like, they made it, they survived. And, and the in the room that they go into, again, that's not where the lab is in Resident Evil, but that's neither here nor there in the mansion. Stop it. And they go and the room like that. That room is from the game. That is the dining room from the game. And I'm like, that is cool. And they go in a little hallway and she's giving him the antivirus or about to give it to him. And I like how they're like, they made it. They, I mean, I knew where this movie was going, but I'm like, and all of a sudden they, they go through all the shit. They did only two survivors. And also the fake cop whose name is Matt got slashed at one point. So he's infected now, too. And all of a sudden people in lab coach rush in and grab them. <laughs> And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I had that big moment of like, what is going on here? And then, of course, I realized Umbrella, so now they're going to do experiments and such. They mentioned that COP is going to be a part of the Nemesis program. Yes, uh, which is reference. Well, in the third game, it's called Resident Evil Nemesis, so it's a reference to that, which is in the second movie, which I thought was kind of like, I'm like, yeah, they, I mean, they were. This is how they. This is how you get a sequel. You start. I mean, this is all a setup to a sequel. Everything is happening right here. Like, I don't know if it was already greenlit, or they're like, we're gonna if if we get greenlit, we're gonna put all this in and see what happens. Yeah, probably. I like that though. I like to put put him in the Nemesis program, which is not how the Nemesis program works. But that's neither here nor there. And you see Mila trying to kick ass, but they take her down really easy, considering everything she can do. They take her down real fast with a bunch of guys. I know. These aren't super soldiers. These are dorks in lab coats. So I'm surprised she didn't just like start spin kicking. Because, again, she doesn't do much in this movie. She hasn't really done a ton, except for the last scene where she's fighting the liquor. Um, but even then, it's just more, I don't know, not, not, there's not too much going on with her. But it doesn't matter. They're going to send our cop to the Nemesis program. They're going to send a team to the Hive because they want to reopen it. Okay. <laughs> sure. Like you said, that's kind of antithesis to the entire Resident Evil series. Like yeah, but also, the lab. like you think they would have known what happened or been able to figure out like something. But I guess since there's nobody from the team alive, and these two people aren't really part of the team, even though one works for Umbrella, but still, 
And then they send her to Raccoon City. The entire audience who knows the movie or knows the games goes, yay, Raccoon City. <laughs> and uh, we get to this our final scene, moment. I was so excited when I saw this. Like, I So I love the ending of this movie. Like, okay, first I was creeped out as hell when she wakes up in the hospital bed. It was another scene I feel like was probably not that far from NC-17. And, like, she starts pulling the needles out of her body and out of her yeah. head. And I'm just, even oh. yesterday, I'm like, it's gross. <laughs> that, is, it, that is hard to watch. I, I had a, I had a cringe moment with that. It's like, oh, God. don't like and, that. And then somehow she, and then there's a part where she starts banging on the glass and there's nobody there. And all of a sudden you just see a, a person just walk by and ignore her. And I remember I smiled when I saw that because I knew exactly what that meant. And the place Ooh. has already been overrun. I figure what was what was oh it's already overrun oh was yeah, that supposed to be a zombie? she's been out at this point they I don't remember if they say exactly but she's been out for a little bit like it's been days since she this has happened and you can see like you and so when I saw that I knew that the zombies had already overtaken the city. See, I saw that and I wasn't sure. I thought that was like like a G-Man moment or something where you know it's kind of like went by real fast as a clue to people who know the game of some some figure. I think it's supposed to be a zombie. It's okay. how I always took it that it's a zombie yeah, okay. walked by because a person that worked there would have noticed her, but a zombie wouldn't have cared. That's fair. Yeah. So that's how I took it. And then like the whole part where she walks out into the city. Oh, first you got to say, how the hell does she unlock a door with a needle? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Let's remember that when we're locked in a key locked room. And first you got to pull the needle out of your head though. Yeah. So you okay. got to have a bloody needle. Apparently, oh, a blood is that what kid, I, is that what it's got know. blood on it? Is she takes it, it she shoves it in there somehow. Which, like, when I've seen car readers, they usually don't have a spot to shove a needle in. I mean, they usually just have a cement wall or something there. So, mm-hmm. hey, I don't think that's mm-hmm. how it works. So, okay, it's a it's a, a leftover prop from Blade, the blood needle. <laughs> <laughs> and then, she, I okay, so I love when she walks out of the hospital city, the city's in ruin. She's just wearing her not her gown. You see a newspaper clipping says. On doctor's quote oh you're supposed to doctor's going on and you see the thing is newspapers a newspaper clipping you know passes by the camera says the dead walk the earth oh man and then she grabs a shotgun out and then it it pans away you don't see anybody you just see like blood splattered on windows of the city of the buildings and i'm just like cars over oh i couldn't wait i when i saw (laughs) this because i saw this probably in 2003 i would assume on vhs and i was i got excited He's too scared to see it in the oh, yeah. I was terrified. I remember I was supposed to get tickets to this. I had a friend that wanted to go with me, and I'm and I was gonna buy tickets. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Why did I marry you? I forgot. I don't know either. But <laughs> she loves horror movies, by the way. I need a divorce. I do not. <laughs> so it, that to me, I got so excited to see that because this is you know long before I knew they were gonna do a you know a sequel or where this you know six movies is what this ends up becoming. Yeah, it's yep. effective. It's a very effective ending. I, I, we we sh- it would be remiss if we forgot to mention to her ridiculous covering when she wakes up. Like, what is that? Like again, Paul Tom Paul Paul W S Anderson. I almost said Paul Thomas Anderson. That's a good director. <laughs> this is not a good director. <laughs> Paul W S Anderson. Just again being a little horny for for Miss uh, Miss Jokovic. Yeah. They literally like laid two sheets of paper on <laughs> one on the front, one on the back. <laughs> yeah, and connected it with like little chains or str- I don't. It, I couldn't make sense of that. Like you reminded me, like when you're at the dentist, they like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an oversized dentist chair uh, vest. Yeah, <laughs> or undersized, I should say. The thing is, it just she just needed to snip it a little bit, and she'd be in her Lilu costume. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Then that's how this ends. I think it's a pretty effective ending. It's cool. Sets up a lot. Yeah. Makes you excited it, for the adventures ahead. The next okay. movie's good too. Okay. The third movie's not. But the first two are really good. Fourth I don't remember. Fifth is good, and I never seen the sixth. 
You're saying the word's really good. I think. <laughs> no, I agree. Well, <laughs> That's that is his opinion. Do not, hey, he's allowed. He's allowed. Don't look too much into that, though. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he's recording a podcast with me. He knows. He knows. I have wrong opinions too. It's fine. <laughs> do I? <laughs> that about wraps this up. I think we should go to shelf stacker box, and I'll go first. As much as this movie creeps me out, I still really enjoy it. Like, I still think it's a good film. It's a good horror movie. As much as I know I'm wrong that it's not a horror film, I will always say it is. And I enjoy it. And it's a movie that I won't watch again anytime soon because it creeps me out every time I see it, especially now that I live in a house. It creeps me the hell out. But I throw it on the shelf, and I will always say this is a great video game movie. I mean, again, that's not very high praise. But when it comes to the few video game movies that, that there are, this is one of the good ones. It's going on the shelf. How about you, Bill? As video game movies go, this is a video game movie. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really the, the wrong it hits. You know, I enjoyed my time with it for what it was. I was really going in for more real like Djokovic action. I wasn't there really for soldiers shooting zombies and kind of those old tropes. Um, Michelle Rodriguez really elevates this. She's phenomenal. Uh, she's so fun and so good and over the top. It's great. Um, the CG is terrible, but you kind of expect that for the era. I mean, really, no one was doing it great. Unless you're Jurassic Park. <laughs> I Everything averages out. And I think this is a decent movie that I might see one other time if I had just, I don't know. I don't know why I'd see another time. So this could definitely go in the stack. And this is a, a very hesitant stack because I think I would never take it off the stack to see. But I think this is worth staying in the collection. Yeah, I think I talked myself into liking this movie more than I did an hour and a half ago. So, yeah, I'll stack it. All right, what about you, Tiffany? I will probably put it on the stack, too, because I probably won't watch it often. But however, if my husband wants to watch a horror movie, that is what I would probably watch with him. It was okay. Like you said, it's a video game movie. Probably one of the better video game movies. But um, Michelle Rodriguez was my favorite. And that's about all I have to say. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that fits this movie. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. (laughs) But hey, because of this movie, we got more Resident Evil films, which I'm excited to because I've been wanting to cover the rest of this series for a very long time. So we'll see. <laughs> it might be a while, but I, I definitely want to do more. And if you enjoyed this Resident Evil film, we have a lot more. We did Resident Evil 4, episode 129, Resident Evil 2, 2019, which ter- that's the game that terrified the hell out of me. So if you want to hear about me being scared, episode 94. <laughs> Resident Evil Outbreak, Episode 73. Resident Evil Dead Aim, Episode 70. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, Episode 63. Resident Evil Degeneration, Film Number 4. That's the first animated movie. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, Episode 37. Resident Evil 2002, the remake of the first game, Episode 33. And then the first one we ever did, Resident Evil 2, the original one, Episode 9. God, that's a lot of Resident Evil. And almost all of that is before Mike joined. (laughs) Is Is this the series you think you've done the most? Probably. Uh, this and Mega Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mega Man. Me sure. and Mike have done so much Mega Man because he loves Mega Man, so we just started cranking them out after he joined. They're fun. They're, yeah. fun, sh- they're fun shows. And, uh, Bill, where can people find you at? Oh, yeah. I uh, I do a podcast entitled A Gamer Looks at 40. It's a retrospective of the history of games as told through the recollections of everyday people. It's kind of the uh, This American Life of video games, or I hope to aspire to that. Uh, yeah, it's just stories and recollections of games, trying to get to the heart and soul of the genre as opposed to, you know, the the nuts and bolts of it. So uh, that is the hope. That is the intention. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at a gamer looks at 40. And yeah, please listen to the show. It would be lovely if you did. 
And it's much more edited than this show is. <laughs> it's, it's nothing but editing. It's just it's <laughs> like I'll see every so often you'll take me in. And I'm like, wow, we only did one recording session. You have in all these different episodes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think you're in like five. I'm like, that's impressive. Cause like, I don't do any, I even say I'm like this, that's more of a, uh, I, I, cause I plug it every episode. I'm like, well, this is a much more edited ver- of show, much more better produced than what mine is. I won't, I, I won't say better produced. It's just, it's got production. It's, it's just, I'm insane. I can't, I can't just do something simply. I, I can't do it. So yeah, cool. I, I appreciate the kind words. Yes, it is. <laughs> God, I just realized Paul W. Anderson did Event Horizon. Yes. Wow. Which is a good movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. This is not a great movie, but Event Horizon is one fucking creepy ass movie. Woo. With Sam Neill. I like that guy a lot. I'm a big fan of that actor. But that's neither here nor there. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have, like I mentioned, all the other Resident Evil stuff we have covered. Plus, we have a Patreon. You can go vote in our Patreon poll, which I don't know what it is right now because I'm recording this way ahead of time. So, so definitely go for a little star. You can vote in our poll, whatever that is at the moment. I'll definitely go help us out. And you help out the show. You help keep the lights on. So I appreciate that. <laughs> and please follow Bill's podcast. And I also want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Tony from ZP Bite to Bullet. Song of the Cool Kid Squad. Definitely go check him out. You see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, but only audio and not the movies if you're looking for the Marvel movies. It's not Thor Dark World, I promise. It's just it's just a podcast about Thor Dark World. So definitely go check that out. Oh, that is everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.